I'm gonna trick former guest Ben into making us a theme song. That's it. Okay. Better, closer, warmer. Uh, all modern art is communistic. I want to be the first man to nut in space. Fuck you. Fuck off. Where are we finding it? Why can't we Better, find it? Closer, Why do you guys warmer. keep saying all this change? We're playing Fortnite. Let's have fun. We need to get to that post-World War II mentality where Better, closer, no one in the warmer. world is going to Twitch and typing in climate first. Don't tweet us about how our stuff's inaccurate. At this point, I don't think the N-word tape would change anything. The piss tape might. From New Orleans to New York. It's the Alenios Podcast, baby. Dude, that was TNT. Welcome back to the Alenios Podcast. I'm Smith. I'm Nutty. <laughs> and it's the voice that makes you nut. Hey! <laughs> Mark, I mean, that, that is the experience, isn't it, Marcus? Usually. It is. All these episodes, the moisture was the nut, you know, mm. spoilers, sorry. Do, now, do, do we call it when uh, a woman experiences a little death? Is that nutting for them? Is that, is that a nut as well? The little, dude, nice last dual reference. <laughs> a little death. Historical reference as well, but yes. Well, yeah, the last dual, they kind of reference history on that one, but, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, do they call it nut? No, because I think women are... No, do we call it nut as oh, a society? do we call it nut? I mean, I feel like it's the same, like, laterally, so... I would say yes. It is the nut. We can call it the nut. Why not? Yeah. I do find it funny that these fucking disgusting French fucks knew women could orgasm back in the 1300s, and... All of them lied that it was happening to them, first of all, uh, to, to survive. And we just were like, nah, that's not real. We forgot about this. That's not real. Yeah. I don't also, women try to enjoy sex. Also, calling it the little death just owns. It's just like the most French thing imaginable. Yeah, that's that's just the weirdest thing. Watching, we're, the last Yule was a very interesting experience when it came to the way they talked about women's bodies. <laughs> Because obviously it's you know set a very very long time ago, and they just say whatever the fuck they want. They're just like a woman can't be raped, and you cannot prove me wrong. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> who? We got on the chain of logic, right? Is that a woman? A woman can't get pregnant unless she orgasms or experiences the little death, right? She's pregnant, therefore she orgasmed, therefore she enjoyed it. Ipso facto was not rape. Yep. Wow. A lot of French geniuses over here putting their brain cells together. All right, that's some, that's some top tier mental gymnastics. <laughs> but the thing about this is, is that we're we're talking about this as if it's like ancient history, but it still happens today. Like, yep. it was like what fifteen years ago that some congressman said that women can't get pregnant from rape because their bodies can shut that down. Yeah, as they're if like they're rabbits. Yeah, they're like mentally you just can't get pregnant. And it's like, well, if that was true, people would find a way to do that. No matter what, we wouldn't need abortions. But that's not how it works. Right. That's not how it works. So, yeah. Boys, how are, how are y'all? I'm doing pretty good. You know, right. it's been right. it's been rough out here, One honestly. week. One week? Mm-hmm. Until what? Since you looked at me. But then what did I do? <laughs> you said I was crazy. <laughs> You happy? I am very. Everyone happy with this? Everyone happy with the that song from the Digimon movie? 
<laughs> that, that was is my disrespect. only exposure to the bare naked ladies one week for about seven years. Mm-hmm. So I thought that song was just made for the Digimon movie. I didn't know any better. Uh-huh. I was just like, it's on the soundtrack. I've never heard it anywhere else because I'm five. So must be from the movie. <laughs> it's also the only time anyone from our generation ever heard the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones in anything. That is true. Anyways. But they were mighty. <laughs> when we thought there was like a minute in the 90s where like swings coming back. Baby. We're bringing back swing. It's happening. Cherry Pop and Daddies. Mighty Mighty Boss Tones is here. Do you think that the Mighty Mighty Boston's were insecure and they had to put Mighty in there twice so people would believe them? Because <laughs> they were called the Mighty Boston's and people in the crowd were like, you're not shit! <laughs> Fuck you! And they <laughs> added the other Mighty in there and the people were like, okay, I get it now. That is the exact story of what happened. <laughs> nice, yes! Oh, Seth, music historian, you're letting us all know. I would love to do that. I would love to have like a Peter Jackson get back level documentary, but with me telling the whole history of some band like Aerosmith or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Except with Aerosmith, I would tell the truth about how Steven Tyler uh, got a 14-year-old girl's parents to to release their parental rights of her to him, and then he had sex with her for like four years and got her addicted to drugs and then left her. So... I would tell that part of the story. As usually happens on this podcast, it got dark. Yep. Mm. I'm going to pull us back here. You know, Nirvana was originally called Heaven. And somebody in the crowd was like, that's Eurocentric. Derivative. And they were like, all right, well, fine. Fuck you. We'll go Eastern with it. (laughs) You know, I could actually believe that. (laughs) Also, didn't, didn't Kurt Cobain get killed by his Courtney Love? Isn't that what happened? Is that the story? I mean, there are, there's a contingent of people who believe that Kurt Cobain did not kill himself. He was either murdered by Courtney Love or was heavily coerced into killing himself by Courtney Love, and she should be convicted for that. But obviously, we don't have any concrete proof there. Not for lack of trying. I'm sure Harvey Weinstein wants Courtney Love uh, in the ground anyway. So That's true. That is true. Seth, I, I think we need to start off this, this this week, though, with the thing you want to talk about more than anything else. The biggest news for you, personally, that's happened, and for this podcast, because it, it includes our our, oh, our, our, our our good friend. grand boy, the, mm-hmm. the, the best friend of the podcast, Time Magazine. Every year, they do a person of the year, which is just a weird thing they do. One time, they made the cover of the magazine a mirror. You were the person of the year. (laughs) But this year, but this year, the person of the year is the best little boy, Elon Musk. And he was named so for his ability to wield his ambition to, in their words, bend governments. Which is a great thing. We all know that individuals should have the power to bend governments, of course. Which one... That would be terrifying. And two, he didn't even do that. All he did, he told, he was like, hey, California, I want this, this, and this. And they're like, you can't have that. He's like, okay, I'm going to Texas then. And they're like, okay, cool. Well, we're bent. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) It should be pointed out that uh, 
the owner of Time, Mark Benioff, is an investor in SpaceX. <laughs> the owner of Time Magazine, not the owner yes. of Time. <laughs> That's true. That's the time. Sorry, keeper. sorry, Kronos. I yes. forgot. I, I forgot to put that uh, that on there. But yeah, um, he but is yes, an Mark Benioff in uh, SpaceX, the incredible sp- space exploration program that Elon. I think he has tickets too. Oh, of course. Yeah, pretty sure he has tickets. So fingers crossed, the old Falcon rocket do its thing and uh, doesn't make it back. This does create a hilarious scenario where for, for the rest of time we can now say Times Person of the Year in 2021. You could put, you can put that cover up and then also put the picture of him as a uh, Wario on SNL and be like, this these things happen the same year, months <laughs> apart. Yeah, yeah. I'm I I'm hoping that the rocket does blow up. I mean, you do that same thing you just did, but then put, put the picture of rocket blowing up, saying the guy who put him on the cover was killed by him yep. in his rocket. That's That'd how it was. He happened. They didn't take my suggestion for person of the year, which I think is is a travesty because I was going to say COVID should be the person of the year. Yeah, but they mm. rejected me on that. COVID really yeah. rocked. Yeah. It's it's hard to pull off a comeback in this day and age, but COVID. <laughs> The weird thing was, COVID never left. We just thought, we just pretended that it did, and it was like, guess what, baby? I'm back. Mm-hmm. Two yeah, new albums this hole. year. <laughs> oh, no. <you> <laughs> <fuck>. <laughs> hey, COVID's doing a fucking Ridley Scott. Yeah, exactly. Two in a, in a two in a year, and honestly, they're kind of hitting different. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um, but so... This 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 is just gonna make Elon Musk go even more wild on Twitter, thinking he's like a god or whatever. And it's just, uh, it's sad to see these fucking stroking off billionaires for what I don't know what they're getting out of this, other than their boss more is happy. Money. <laughs> yeah, that's true. More that's money, true. less taxes. Yeah. No, what are the what are the time writers getting out of this? Is what I'm asking. I mean, their boss is still paying them. That's true. That's true. Pretty much what it is. I'm sure they gave a couple of options, and then this Benioff guy was like, well, I got to throw a line to to my boy. And they're like, okay, I guess. Don't forget, we're we're all capitalists here, and whoever makes the most money is the best person. Yeah, but Elon also is a part of... The second worst NFT craze I saw this past week, which was little baby Elon NFTs. They're like all they're they're like they're almost like what's the best analog? Not Neopets. They're kind of like almost like Cabbage Patch Kids, but for Elon. And they're all NFTs. And you have to like join their Discord server. And when you get it, it's called adopting. You're adopting a little baby Elon oh, NFT. No. Garbage. Get rid of it. So, I think I would actually prefer like the the nearly hairless fucking just starting Amazon NFT of Elon. Uh, <laughs> I think I'd buy that. One. Yeah. Y'all, I discovered a fact that oh, I need no. to share in the podcast. Oh, no. So Mark Benioff, the the owner of Time Magazine, American entrepreneur who owns uh, Sales Salesforce. Um, do you know who you're related to? Benioff. So you should to, know this. Is he related to D.B. Benioff? David Benioff is his cousin. Wow, the guy one of the who, Game of Thrones guys. Yep, who failed upwards in a crazy way is his cousin. In case you didn't know how fucking incestuous the upper echelons of America are. 
these fuckers are cousins who had never met until the uh, premiere of Game of Thrones in 2015. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Didn't even know they were cousins. That's and then crazy. when they were there, Mark Benioff was like, I got a good idea for like, what if slavery never ended? You know? <laughs> and then he was like, that's fucking genius. And Mark was like, you mean, you, oh, so you, oh, you mean fictionally? Yes, I also meant fictionally. <laughs> yeah. Right, yes, in a fantasy world, of course, slavery would never, would not end it. Of, of course, yes, wink. right. <laughs> you can't pull off a wink joke on a podcast, so I, gotta, I just got to give it straight yeah. to him. This is why we should upload the, the, the video of ourselves talking to YouTube as well. We should, we should put the whole thing on there. Let people see what's going on. We absolutely should not do that. No, we should not. <laughs> they would they would look at the squalor that we live in. The squalor. Would, yes, they would be like, I can't listen. I can't take it from these guys. I feel like I live in like a hoarder. I'm starting to become a hoarder. Marcus mm-hmm. lives in minimalism, and Seth, you live in like a good life. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You got. I live in a. I live in a. Art Deco, you know, mid-century, modern, gothic, mm. uh, verbanian, uh... <laughs> I just smash so many things up. together. It's brutalist as well, somehow. So brutalist. <laughs> uh, landscape. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you record outside. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, it's where I feel at peace. Just outside. Behind Seth right now is a a brutalist um, Art Deco pond, somehow. (laughs) Yeah, it's a pond with exposed brick. (laughs) (laughs) Don't ask. (laughs) Yeah, don't ask how it works. Um, Oh, God. So, we all love Squid Game, right? We all thought Squid Game was great. Yeah, and wait you, till we get it in real life. Yeah, you already know about Mr. Beast's fucking video <laughs> that I was angry about, and I'm still angry about. But they've done it again, boys. They have Uh-oh. done it again. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll guess I'll take lead on this one. Yeah. This is I'm trying to figure which state this was in. South Dakota uh, held a dash for cash, where teachers get on their knees and fight for one dollar bills. They can use for classroom supplies while spectators watch and cheer. So it's like That's Squid Game, at. but actually worse. Because there's <laughs> right. a whole crowd of also working class people who are watching them and egging them on. Yep. And $1 bills? So, like, it's probably a max of, like, 200 bucks. Yeah. It was $5,000 in $1 oh. bills. My That's lord. And there are, looks like, ten people here fighting over them. So, yeah. About $500, <laughs> probably. That Not is great. Imagine how degrading that is. I'm looking at it. It's pretty fucking degrading, yeah. And then, But the, the other fact is, not only is it degrading, but these teachers probably realized it was their only chance to get certain supplies. So they were like, I have to do this thing, even though they're treating me like a, an animal. They're literally stuffing it down their shirts. Yep. Like... Yeah. On a carpet that is on ice in the middle of a hockey rink. Oh, oh yeah, I forgot to mention that. It's in, a, it's in South Dakota, so it is at a hockey event. So it is blisteringly cold. This feels like this should be in a movie where Arnold Schwarzenegger shows up and just like takes down the whole fucking system somehow yeah. by the end of it, you know? 
He should be on the, he should be ice skating across the fucking rink with a fucking machine gun, mowing down small businessmen or something. Yeah. I don't understand how this happens. <laughs> Landlords. Yes, there you go. Did you guys see that landlord guy or advocate who was on TV the other day saying why it would be so terrible for a rent freeze to happen? No. No. But he, was, he was like, if rent freezes happen, landlords might have sell their properties. And that would drive the price of property down, allowing people who have less money to get on the property ladder and start to own their own homes. And that would be madness. Wow. That's basically what he said. Wow. <laughs> What an asshole. We, we're literally in the end times. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm just mad it's taking so fucking long. And the slack-jawed fucking fucker behind the desk was like, yeah, fascinating. Interesting point you made there. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, this was on Joe Rogan's podcast? Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> it's like you after t- that guy fired all those people from Better.com through a Zoom call. And there was that lady on Fox News who was like, this guy's a genius. This is like the coolest thing I've ever seen anyone do. He stays safe. She's like, because I used to fire a lot of people. And let me tell you, they wanted to kick my ass. So I had to have security at all times. This guy got to do it from the comfort of a Zoom call. Genius. If you don't like it, you're a Gen Z snowflake. I'm not even making the last part up. The last part is verbatim. She was like, they're probably Gen Z. They're probably snowflakes. And I'm like, how old is this lady? Right. Like she, she's like they're millennials or Gen Z. I'm like, you're probably a millennial if you if you're Gen X, like borderline at most. Like, right. what is wrong with you? You're acting like a child. I can't believe that snowflake has become like a mainstream thing to say. Yeah, I can't believe that. I was surprised how fast woke got into the mouths of people who have no idea what they're talking about. <laughs> I was watching Atlanta. And like he Stanfield says woke as a as like a joke, and I was like, oh, Timmy said the internet word woke. And yeah. then next thing I know, it's it's on Fox News, and I'm like, oh well, fuck. <laughs> How did this happen? But uh, earlier I mentioned that Baby Elon was the second worst NFT project I saw this week, and that's because the worst NFT project I saw this week. And I, it's another one of those things where I just hate that I have to say this out loud, but it is George Floyd NFTs. It is little pixel drawings of George Floyd in a bunch of different outfits and such. And they are George Floyd NFTs. And now we've reached... This has got to be... I mean, I'm going to say this now, and I'm probably going to be proven wrong. This has got to be the bottom of the NFT barrel. This has got to be the worst thing the NFTs are going to do, besides all the stuff they do to the environment. There, I doubt it. I just want to point out that of these NFTs, there's one of him in heaven. There's one with him as a police lineup. There's one where he's a prisoner. There's one where he is cyborg from the fucking Justice League. One where he's the Joker. What? I don't un- and not not it's, it's the the Joaquin Phoenix Joker, of course. Oh, okay, it's not I, the Jared Leto thank one. Goodness. He's not twisted. That's good. That could have been offensive. Oh man! <laughs> as and long as it's not, tasteful, is, Joker. They're called they're called Floydies NFT, and I can't think of a worse way to disrespect a man. I know than this. to desecrate right. a man's dead body than to take these nfts out into the world like if some of the funds were going to his 
family. I could kind of give it a break, but I doubt that's the case. Best thing about that Twitter account, I looked them up. They only have like 600 followers, but they only follow one person. Oh, no. Barack Obama. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? That's better than I thought it was going to be. I thought Elon Musk. I thought Elon Musk. They only follow Barack Obama. Uh, That's a power. Okay, credit to the Twitter account. That's that's a power. How? But yeah, you know, Seth, this is the worst NFT thing. But the weirdest I've seen this week is there's a new NFT that is a musical NFT. It is songs that are made using some kind of music program that runs through the the molecular, molecular structure of the COVID virus. And each variant has its own song made from whatever weird thing they use. So they're literally dropping an album. Yes. Uh-huh. An <laughs> NFT album of COVID. Yeah. Uh, uh, those, none of those words shown together would have made any sense two, three years ago. Yep. Like, what? <laughs> and now it's our Sorry. reality. Trying to explain to someone that, that sentence in 2019, let's say... May 2019 would just, you'd sound like a lunatic. Yeah. They'd be like, COVID, I understand that, but what is this NFT crap? And you explain it to them, they'd be like, that sounds stupid, that's never going to happen. <laughs> no, so May was before COVID. Don't forget. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah COVID right. happened at like in like September of 2019. Oh, you said 2019. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah they still, they would have been completely confused. Yeah, COVID, NFT, what the fuck are you talking about? And is, yeah. you, did you, you hit your head? Yeah, you think there's going to be a disease that's going to cause us to do a lockdown next year? Okay, buddy. 2020 is the year everything's going to happen for me. I'm going I'm going straight to the top in 2020. It's my year. Uh-huh. You know what's wild to me, by the way, is you think about it, is that is that Trump did more for us than Biden has. Yeah, because Biden, the thing is that Trump did something, and Biden yeah. has done less than nothing, which means that while he is in pre- while he is president, Trump is actively doing more stuff. I'm putting money on it. Trump comes back in 2024. I sadly, I honestly think that's the world we're about to live in. That's all he has to say is "Miss me yet?" And it worked. I mean, God, why, why, why is who, that so true? He like, who sent you money? Who sent you money? Whose administration oversaw the vaccine development? This guy. And you'll be people enough people won't vote for him, but won't vote for Biden. They'll stay home and be like, "Got a fucking point." I think ne- the next election we're going to see an overwhelming amount of people who are very fed up with the Democratic Party, and also maybe even more overwhelming people who don't want to vote anymore because yeah. they were all told if you vote for Democrats in twenty twenty, life is going to get better, and then nothing happens. So they're probably going to be like, "I don't want to fucking vote anymore." Can you guys yeah. believe? That, the, that they're going to fucking put student loan payments back into effect in a fucking election year. They're making all of the worst decisions possible. They're not even trying to play the game anymore. Right. Like, how many people who didn't have student loans for two years are going to, like, have them back again now are going to just not show up to vote for you? They're going to be like, fuck you, why would I vote for you guys? Yeah. yeah. And all he had to do was just one one thing, one thing that he said, and I might vote for him again. Yep. But no. Nothing. But so, he didn't even uh, say he would, student, he, would say he would get a 10K of student debt for every person. That was his promise on the campaign. Still hasn't which, happened. Which came down from 50K. Yeah. yeah. Which also hasn't happened. 
and they cut oh, stimulus. Yeah. There hasn't been a single actual Joe Biden administration stimulus since he got in nope. because they want to pretend the pandemic is over. Um, and now student loans are coming back up, and there's lots of people who are still seeing ripple effects from COVID. There's um, We have not healed. It. First of all, the disease isn't gone, and our yeah. economy has not healed from the disease still being here. Yeah. And they're doing nothing about it. There, it is, it is baffling that they won't even pretend to be good at their jobs during an election year. I, I I'm just like, do you? Of course, they don't care about winning. They, they don't give a fuck if they get paid regardless. They win or lose. I just like, I just can't believe people still buy it. You know, Cause people are like, oh, how do you expect Biden to like pass student, you know, debt relief when he's, you know, can't get Congress on board? He doesn't have to. He does not have to. It is exactly. 1,000% the decision of Secretary of Education. With a stroke of a pen, they could eliminate all student debt in the, in the country. Yep. No no Congress, no Senate, nobody needed. They could do yeah. it by themselves. It's within their, their rights. But so many people need that, that, that money, Smith. Like, what, what, what about the debt collectors? They can choke on my dick. <laughs> Fuck them. Yeah. And the other other argument people do is they're like, oh, you can't, like, he can't get it all done in just four years. I'm like, he hasn't gotten anything done. If if your argument is that people can't get anything done in four years, then why did Trump get stuff done? Huh? Why did all the stuff you hate get done, but none of the stuff you you like get done? Huh? Ever thought about that? Trump actually paid me $1,200. Like, clap. Exactly. He did something. And once again. still don't like him as a president. Once again, I want to. I want to point out, none of us here like Donald Trump at all. We're just or pointing, we or a vote for him, but we're just pointing out the sad facts of who is, mm-hmm. at this point, logistically a better president, <laughs> or better at being president. In a material sense, Trump did more for you than Biden has ever done, and that is fucking sad. That is yeah. horrifying. The Democrats should be shooting their pants over the fact that this is an absolutely true statement. Yeah. Yep. And the worst part is that it didn't. They, they didn't try and means test that for those checks. They just went out. They're like, "Fuck it, you get your check. Everyone gets a check." They didn't give a shit. They just sent some out to people. And the Democrats were like, "Well, can we not give it to them and give it to them? We'll futz around the numbers. How many kids do you have?" Like that. They didn't do that on the, on the, when it first happened. They were like, "Give, give them the money. Fuck it. Because money's not real. It's just a fucking. It's exactly. made up. Like something we made up." The Democrats, the Democrats think money is real. The Republicans know what it is. Just a tool. That's all it is. It's just a tool. Yeah. And they have a lot of that tool. And that's all that matters. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's the sad part. As I think the, the first of all, the Democrats are going to get shellacked in 2022. They're going to lose a lot of midterm elections. That's just the way it's going to happen. And yeah. then I think Trump in 2024 is going to come back and just be like, I'm the guy. Him or Ron DeSantis, really, will be, the, will be one of the two. And I'm, I, it might be a real fight, but... It's, we'll see. It's it's very possible. I'm not I'm not doubting it at all at this point. Did um, you see Ron DeSantis wants to create a civilian military force? Answers only to him. Excuse me. <laughs> yeah, he wants a, a civilian militia to defend um, Florida that is answerable only to him as governor. It's like when there's this episode of Thirty Rock where Jack Donaghy wants to create a private police force in New York, and he's he's like. <laughs> He's like he couldn't get anybody on board, and he's like, "How much should the starting salary be? What five hundred thousand dollars a year?" <laughs> yes. <laughs> God, that's what they're paying. I might move down to Florida. Shit. 
but that was yeah, it's, it's just weird how they inflate their uh their defense mechanisms yeah it's like they don't understand how much anything is worth right the money is just an illusion to these people <clears throat> but yeah ron DeSantis's whole plan is to run florida as if there is no coronavirus they're, they're not they don't report numbers anymore do you know that they don't report any numbers interesting so we have no idea how bad it is in florida there was that one woman who got fired for, for posting the numbers online and she kept doing it because she had contacts inside the, the health department. They literally sent state police into her house to threaten her. Like I, I heard about that. Yeah. They rolled up and were like, we will fuck you up if you don't stop doing this. And so she went silent. I mean, she posted about it on the internet that this happened to her and no one did anything. There was never yeah. any kind of investigation or help for her at all. Of course. Well, who's going to investigate it? The police. <laughs> The Department of Justice, I would assume, but well, who get the, who get, they're fucking toothless. Unless, unless a poor person does something, then in which case they show. Oh my up. god! If a rich person does anything, get a gun. But yeah, that's crazy I, that the Florida is just like, don't worry about it. We we got this thing under control. Which and it's funny that it's Florida that's doing that because Florida is the state that we all already know has nothing under control. So, mm-hmm. like, we're already expecting those fucked up one. It's so funny because whenever you, whenever you people are like, well, what do you do about COVID? What's your plan for coronavirus in America? And you're like, well, we could do what China, this is a joke, but what China did, you know, they're like, oh, China's lying. I'm like, first of all, where's your proof China's lying? Where is that at? And second of all, we're already lying. Look at Florida. They, they don't post the fucking numbers. What is that but lying? And now other states are doing it too. Other states are being like, "Yeah, we won't report our, report our numbers. We're just gonna like keep." Yeah, we're just letting people, a bunch of people die, and you're not gonna know about it. So basically, the virus is gone. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> it's so funny because there's a critique of, of the USSR, which talks about how the fact that in their country there were like uh, quotas set, like produce this much steel and this much coal every month. Right? If you didn't hit your targets, you got you know. They would give, give them money, basically, next time around. You would get as much funding. And so they would just lie. Soviet administrators would be like, yeah, we produced you know, 7,000 tons of steel. Prove us wrong. And no one could. So they were just like, all right, cool. I guess you did. That's what we're doing here again. Yeah. All of, all of our criticisms apply to us, too. Wow. Speaking of which, by the way, how about yeah. these fucking tornadoes? Oh, right. Yeah, they're getting kind of rough. Because... Where we, there's this weird thing happening on the earth right now where it's a little warmer than it's supposed to be it's this time of year. But also, because like, I'll give an anecdote where I live. This past Saturday, it was like 73 degrees in December, which is a bit much, even for here. The next day, it was barely 50 degrees. It was like 48. Massive swing. That is what creates tornadoes. And it's happening in a lots of lots of places. I'm not sure about the rest of the country, but I know at least in the southeast that's happening in a lot of states. And that's why places like Tennessee are getting these big tornadoes in times when they don't really expect them. Mm. Oh, oh, di- mm. uh oh. Did we get to the tornado that tore through that Amazon facility? That's, like, that's where we're heading. Now, Marcus, as our resident former Amazon employee, how do you feel about this? I mean, it tracks. It really tracks. Because what happened at my Amazon facility was there was a fire Ooh. inside the fucking warehouse. You could see the smoke. 
<laughs> I forgot what the fuck it was. It was like the cardboard grinder or something. Something got stuck in it. It was overheating. Fire, fire goes up. We, everybody evacuates. And it's raining outside. So we stand outside for at least 30 minutes. And then they call us back in. Mm-hmm. It still smells like smoke. And they're like, yeah, just, just get back to yeah, work. Just keep like, now, the smart people at my uh, Amazon place fucking went home when they saw it was raining. <laughs> so, lucky them. Yeah. My, they're like, uh, go work and also work twice as fast because uh, right. we got shipments, maybe. So, so, it absolutely tracks. But, you know, here in America, if you're making money, you're, you're the good guy. You're a winner. So, everything else yeah. doesn't matter. Because some workers were like, being told that if they didn't come in, when they were being told by state police they were not allowed to go into work, they were being told by their supervisors so they didn't go in, they would get docked a day, and they'd have to talk to HR. But the talking to HR at that company is impossible because it's so huge. They make it incredibly complicated to actually talk to any, a actual human being in HR who can understand your situation. And then there's people who died, <laughs> just straight up died, mm. and uh, they weren't allowed to leave. Yeah. Now... Yeah. To be clear, so the story you're talking about with the police, that was after the storm. They wanted yeah, to come yeah, yeah. in to work after, across the street, when there were dead bodies being pulled out of the fucking rubble. Your co-workers are dead over there. Yep. You know what I hate more than anything, though, is Amazon doesn't call employees. They call them teammates. Yep. Get fucked. That's not what a team is. Mm-hmm. It's another way to to kind of dehumanize workers. They the, the more you can divorce them from actually being human the easier you can treat them like that. Which is really weird because, like, a lot of companies are like, oh, we're, we're family and shit. Nobody fucking too. believes I it. I know. I've never but, understood that. Like, even when I like my coworkers, like, we can become friends. We can become best friends. I'm not going to think that we, because we work together, we're family. You know? Yeah. I've never understood. I mean, except for when I go to Olive Garden, then I completely believe it. But other than that, uh, yeah. I mean, when I'm there, when I'm, there I'm, I'm family. Gabagool, yeah. you know? But, oh, um... Anywhere else, it just doesn't make sense to me. I mean, Bezos called them teammates in his statement. And I'm like, a teammate is like, if, if a teammate dies and someone says, oh man, a teammate died. You're like, oh shit, that sucks, man. He's on your team. You're not Jeff Bezos' fucking teammate in the warehouse. You work for him. You are his underling. If you say, my employee died, you'll be like, oh, what are they doing? Are they working? Is this not your fault somehow? You know? Yeah. People were told that come in for the spot tornadoes or you get points on your record or whatever that means. And you take, talk to HR, get them taken off or whatever. And then people died. Amazon didn't let their workers die. They murdered them. Yeah. This is That's this murder. Absolutely murder. Um, if you, and then people, people will be like, oh, they weren't forced. They weren't forced to go to work. That's, that's their choice. No, motherfucker. You don't choose to work. You work or you starve. Yeah. It's, sure, you can quit your job and go find somewhere else to work. Can you, though? In this fucking economy? Can you? And even then, should you be forced to endure dangerous conditions in a warehouse? Moving stuff. It's not a coal mine. It's not a fucking oil platform. You know? This isn't that kind of shit. You're taking boxes from one place to another place. You shouldn't be required to put your life on the line to do that. Yeah. I gotta say, from from what I understand, there are very, very few people who work in an Amazon warehouse because they enjoy it. Yeah. Most people who work there work there because they need a job. Marcus, I'm sure you can attest to that. Yes. 
<laughs> I, I, my official statement, I do not enjoy working anywhere. <laughs> well, sure. <laughs> I get money so I can fucking survive. Exactly. And Amazon warehouses are one of those places. I have a question for you, Marcus. Mm-hmm. This, this, is, this is a serious question. What would it take to get you to enjoy working? Hmm. That's that's a really good question. Holy shit! And enjoy I mean, that's not, and, I mean, of course, there are some jobs I would do that I would enjoy, right? But right. let's say it's not a job. Let's let's say you had to do sanitation work. What would right. it take to get you to 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 not have a problem doing that? Um, okay, first first off, baseline, the amount that I get paid is enough to cover what I need to live, mm-hmm. not not barely make rent. Like I need money to cover my minimal expenses and then like some treats yeah something to keep me sane so i'm not fucking going to work sleeping and coming back to work Mm -hmm. like that's not living that's that's fucking suffering existing um fuck this this is a good like thing we should probably put together but off the top of my head i need my needs covered I need to be able to take time off, like, when I need it, you know, for, mm-hmm. like, doctor's appointments and shit, for things that might come up, you know. And as Amazon, with as many people as they can potentially hire, people should be able to leave whenever. Like, yeah. holy fuck. But, <clears throat> shit. I was just asking because there's that big subreddit, Anti-Work. Yeah. Uh which I'm in support of. I don't think people should like working under capitalism. I think work is... We, we need to do work, obviously, for certain things. But under capitalism, fuck no. This is... Pretty... Sucks. Yeah. Did you see what happened with them in Kellogg's? Yeah, they were like... They are trying to like spam the uh, application so that scabs couldn't get jobs. Yeah, they, they just send in tons and tons of fake applications and whatnot. And overloaded their oh, system yeah. with it. Which, good on them. Because fuck Kellogg's. Because what happened here, in case we didn't say, is Kellogg's replaced their, their striking workers with permanent replacements, basically, which is firing them, essentially, and hiring new people, and rather than negotiate with them. So, yeah, fuck Kellogg's. Yeah. Like, any of your bitch-ass cereal anyway, bitch. What's funny, though, is how many things Kellogg's actually makes that you don't even know yeah. about. Yeah, they, they have, they're like a huge company. That's what's crazy. Everyone's like, oh, in America, the freedom of choice. Not really. There's like seven companies make everything, you know? They get their money regardless of what you buy, essentially. Like, I found out Kellogg's is actually a crazy bundling cartel. Have you ever heard of this? Is the reason why I go to the store, all the, the cereal aisle is so fucking slam packed full of cereal, is that the Kellogg's owns all that shit and they bundle it with other stuff. So when you buy the cereal, or when you buy one thing, you gotta get cereal with it, you know? You wanna buy this soup, but cereal comes as part of the deal. And so Kellogg's made their fucking nut that way by bundling these items together and saying, you got to get our cereal too with the other thing we, d- we distribute as well. Hmm. Interesting. Pretty fucking wild. And a great example of how capitalism is very efficient and, yeah. and works incredibly well. Um, but yeah, my, I was going to refer to the question you asked about what would it take to enjoy work. And I think mm-hmm. my, my answer is similar to Marcus's. But a little, a, a little wrinkle is that I think that the best way would be to divorce money from job. I think that we should all be covered, like Marcus said. We should have the things we need 
to survive, especially the things that we that we can provide. I'm not saying we need some crazy luxuries. We need enough to get mm-hmm. to get by, support ourselves, support our family, and then at that point, I'll do a job. Like if if it's needed, like the whole the whole idea of the you know utopian society, if if we will, is that one day we'll all kind of have a job. like one day I might be a sanitation worker and I might work however many shifts a week to make sure that everything that I'm covered, everything's clean. But after that, I get to go home and enjoy my normal life with the things everyone needs and have meals and play video games if I want. And that's what I do. And I think that that's, that's kind of what it is for me. That's kind of what every time I, cause I'm, I'm a member of the, the anti-work subreddit and that's kind of how I feel. I'm just like, if we didn't tie our value and our livelihood to what we do for you know eight plus hours a day then it might be easier to spend that time you know doing something productive for society yeah i think if you got rid of a lot of bullshit jobs as well you could really absorb the idea of a person who yeah i work but then i'm gonna take six months off not a big deal right because then there'll be plenty of people to do the job instead because yeah. you've, you've eliminated all this shit that doesn't need to be done you know Starting with CEOs. Let's get rid of them. They're not necessary. Well, yeah. Ownership. That's got to be out. Completely gone. You know, uh, a lot of manager jobs go as well. God, there are too many goddamn managers. One weird thing I noticed is that a lot of managers in, in places don't actually manage anyone or anything. They have a manager title and literally no subordinates. Yep. And they're just like, I'm the manager. And you ask them a question, like, okay, I got to take this to my manager real quick. And then we'll get an answer back for you. And then their manager is I, like, I got to take this up to the, the manager manager's presidents. <laughs> and, and, you should probably CC the manager manager, yeah. manager on this too. Where I work, if you get two steps above me, that person spends, I'd say, 70% of the time in meetings every single day. Yeah. And I'm like, first of all, when do you work? And second of all, what is in these meetings? What are you doing? Yeah. There's a certain level you get to where your job is to go to meetings. <laughs> And every day you go to meetings for eight hours and you go home and that's your whole job. But I'm like, every time I meet somebody like this, I'm just like, I want to ask them. I'm like, so when do you like, like what, do, what is your job? Like, what do you do? I've never done it because I don't, I don't, don't feel like doing that, but I've always wondered. Also, I just fucking hate meetings. Oh, yeah. I hate most CEO. meetings. Do a Zoom. I think that like, I, COVID has revealed that. Like, working from home and everything made me realize, like, there's certain times when a meeting is absolutely necessary. And it's in about 10% of cases when we have meetings. <laughs> and it's been really it's been really good to be like, because most people just don't want to fuck. And once you work from home, you don't want to have a fucking meeting with a person. Oh, my God. Amen. So you have, <laughs> so you're very, very, you, you scrutinize when a meeting should happen a lot more. And then the meetings that I do have when I work from home are actually a lot more meaningful than the ones I had when I worked in an office. Because I weren't in an office, mm-hmm. I would have two to three meetings a day sometimes, and I didn't get anything done. So, that's what I like. It's just one of those things where, like you said, Seth, there are sometimes, yeah, a meeting is necessary. I absolutely agree. I, we should have a meeting about this, and we should talk about it. There's a lot more times where I'm like, why am I in this room right now? Yeah. Why do I need to hear any of this? This does not pertain to me at all. So, I don't know. I think that the anti-work movement is great. And people should be just drop out of labor force. It helps me. It helps communists more. We we want you to drop out of labor, labor force. So do it. Unravel a capitalism. Yeah. 
but yeah, it's hard for a lot of people. I mean, can't just a lot of people can't just drop out. They they have people depending on them. They have all these things they have to do in their life, and that's what capitalism wants. They want you to they want you to need that grind. Yeah, double your grind. Speaking of grinding, uh, I heard Keanu Reeves has some thoughts on himself in, in VR. Yeah, Marcus, Marcus what's going on there? <laughs> Marcus got so excited by this. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> so apparently Keanu Reeves is down for people to have sex with him in VR, not just him. <laughs> Don't get too excited. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, any, they were like, anybody out there can make a Keanu Reeves based characters and yeah. have your VR fun. The interviewers <laughs> were like, Hey, how do you feel with this? He's like, that's pretty cool. That's nice. Carrie Ann Moss, <laughs> not as excited. She wasn't She wasn't digging it as much as Keanu was. I wonder why. Yep. Uh, what could the difference be? Yep. There's there's a, a logic puzzle for you. <laughs> but that is cool. And then he um, also laughed at NFTs. He thought NFTs were this like, stupid as shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Which, Keanu, Definitely. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say this right here in the podcast. Keanu's based. I gotta say. <laughs> pretty based. Keanu Reeves, Keanu Reeves is the one good person, uh, as I'm going to say this, as far as I'm aware. He's the one guy who, if anything bad is said about him, I'd be the one, I'd be the guy going, I don't know about that. I'm, I, I need evidence, my friends. <laughs> yeah, I need receipts. I need everything. I'll be like Dave Chappelle in the fucking, the R. Kelly sketch about how, what would it take to, for you to convict R. Kelly? When he's like, I have a video of him pissing on the girl. She's got to be holding two forms of legal ID. Yep. His mom has to be, or his grandma has to be there saying, Oh, Richard, always pissing on people. <laughs> Back when Dave Chappelle was funny. And to be clear, the only thing R. Kelly did wrong was that he pissed on a child. Exactly. Because a consenting adult, where I don't give exactly. a fuck. Piss on whoever you want. Be if a you're piss okay king. with it, I don't care. An adult. Yeah. yeah, that's fine. Who gives a shit? Or Kelly, do better. Yeah. <laughs> Don't piss on children. <laughs> Have you guys ever seen that clip of R. Kelly when he was performing in Ethiopia? And he was like, like at the end of one of his songs, he was like singing the song. And then he was like, any girls in the crowd, if you got your passport, you can come with me back to America. <laughs> and he sung that for like five minutes. He was just like, you, you, and you, if you got your passport, you can come with me. <laughs> so weird this is a joke no this is for real oh my my god God. what the fuck (laughs) that's like sex trafficking you can't do that exactly i mean if you're r kelly you can i guess but hey if they have their passports come come take a ride his barrier to entry is very low oh my god you guys can check this out after i i I gave you a little you guys do realize that R. Kelly calls himself the Pied Piper of R and B, right? No, that's not. <sighs> that's 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 barely even a good reference. No, that's so. I was gonna say unfortunate, and it is, but also accurate. Yeah. <laughs> Why would you? Who the fuck references the Pied Piper? Yeah, except for like freaking Silicon Valley. Like who, yeah. who? Who? How? Who has that in the pocket? And everyone's like, "That's la- everyone on the show is like, that's lame." Why did you say that? Like, 
The Pied Piper is not a cool legend. It's not like it's not like King Arthur or some shit, you know? Yeah, honestly, it's one of the stupider ones. <laughs> and now yeah. that I like actually think about it, he, he's basically calling everyone who listens to his music rats. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. No, Marcus, you don't remember the other part of the Pied Piper story. Oh, 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 where he, uh, what, led them to drown? Well, what was his payment for doing that? I forgot. Children. What? Children. Ah! So, <laughs> us, the grubby little rats, we listen to his music, and then as a society, we give him Ethiopian children. <sighs> that have passports. That have and it's all have right passports. there. Just out in the open, like, okay, all right. Speaking of, of high-profile pedophiles and Seth's favorite website, Ghislaine uh, Maxwell and Reddit said, what's going on there? So, one, this is, it's really crazy. I don't know how this kind of stuff comes out, but apparently Ghislaine Maxwell ran one of the biggest, or allegedly ran one of the biggest and most influential Reddit accounts of all time. Um, it had the eighth highest rank in all of karma. It, it was the first account to reach one million karma. And it was a power mod for some of the largest subreddits. And posted daily until she was taken into custody. That was when the account stopped posting. Um, it's so, not yeah. a gimmick because it was long before anyone knew who she was. Yep. So... You know, that means that a lot of the most popular content on Reddit was being curated by child sex trafficker. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's just like, what's going on here, guys? No matter what you do, yeah. you're fucked. Did, and also, did we, did we all forget about fucking r slash jailbait? Yeah, that was a thing for a while. What was, whatever happened, what was the inclusion of that, you know? Yeah. it's a good question. How was she involved in that? Yeah, there was there was once just straight up child porn on Reddit. People, people, those those days are those days are out there. Have you guys seen the courtroom pictures? The drawings I've or the pictures of of her drawing the person drawing her? <laughs> yes, <laughs> I got you, motherfucker. <laughs> but also the picture of her and and uh, Jeffrey Epstein on the plane. Have you seen this one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, where she's rubbing his foot between her tits. Yep, and there's like, and there's the picture of like the the little girl on Jeffrey Epstein's lap. Yep. At first, Marcus was excited. You're like, "Oh, yeah. there's pictures of boobs involved," and yes, Marcus, Ghislaine is stacked. Don't worry about it. Um, but she's giving him a foot rub, and boy, it is just like, ooh, yeah, the vibes. The the drawing, the courtroom drawer that's drawing you. That I feel like that's something Marcus <laughs> would do if he was in court. He'd be like, "Motherfucker, you want to draw me?" Okay, how about this? I'm drawing a caricature of you over here, buddy. I feel that's a Stephen King story, right? Yeah. Like, the courtroom artist looks up and the person's drawing them. And like, yeah. and now they're on trial. <laughs> <laughs> they switch places yeah. mentally or something? God damn. But yeah, I, I don't know. That's that's just like wild. And also, we talked about a little bit the fucking the Jeffrey Epstein... Uh, what was it? Camp sleepaway for young girls or whatever picture we saw, which had the most ominous energy a building could ever have. Yeah, it was like a picture that, like we said, had like a black hole in the center, basically. Like if you looked at it long enough, it was all the light had died in the center, and it just kind of radiated darkness somehow. Like it was a, a darkness that emanated from a central point. 
<laughs> hard to look at. Yeah. Hard to look at. So yeah. Soon the Jislane Maxwell drawing the court reporter thing will be uh, NFT. So <laughs> build on that. So if we gotta talk about we gotta talk about Blizzard real fast. Blizzard at Activision Blizzard storied video game studio. And the new uh, the newest revelation to come out of that place of bad behavior. Well, it's funny because when I first read the tweet, being a smart person who like has to save as much time as possible, I just read the, the beginning of the tweet. I didn't read the rest. <laughs> but the beginning was bad enough. It was said that there were reports of male coworkers who were stealing female coworkers' breast milk out of the fridge when they were you know pumping for their children they had recently con- conceived and birthed. Mm-hmm. Um, which is disgusting, clearly. But the wor- then, not worse, technically, but I, I read the rest of it, and it got really weird in that they had, like, a special place for female employees to go to pump, but apparently none of the chairs, like, the back wouldn't let you get into the position you're supposed to be when you, when you pump, so they all had to sit on the floor while they did it. And then the tables that were there were apparently very, like, exposed wood and porous, and... <laughs> It's a weird image, but the, the lady was like, they cleaned the tables, but because they were so porous, there was hardened breast milk chunks in the tables. Um, and there was like, the outlets weren't right. Some, you know, like not only does your pump have to have an outlet, but sometimes you have to like charge your phone or something or watch a TV show while you do it because it's like during your lunch break. Um, so they had to all use like extension cords to even like use any of the stuff they needed to use. It just seems like, and I'm, this might be controversial, but I don't think Activision Blizzard had the best intentions for its female employees. When I read about the tables and the crusted brush milk, all I could think was, you just fucking know at 11.30 p.m. at night, fucking creepy Carl and his fucking pencil mustache would go in with an X-Acto knife and just pry out those little bits of breast milk. Yeah. Like a little fucking rat. Well, they just, you know that happens. Just lick it right off the table, you know. He he was in charge of buying the tables, and he wanted this to happen. You know it. Yeah, he was like, they're like, why did you make a big purchase from WoodenPorousTables.com? <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, don't worry about it. I know what I'm doing. I'm saving money. You don't get paid to ask questions. Exactly. <laughs> Carl, what is what is PervertPavilion.com? Don't worry about it. <laughs> yes. They supply it's great a, furniture. It's a French website. It's pronounced purvey over there. Purvey, purvey, pavilion. Yeah. I saw some great joke about France. The nation mourns, or the nation uh, grieves as accusations come out about the editor of their favorite magazine, Le Raciste Pedophile. (laughs) (laughs) It's so accurate, though. That's good. But yeah, they were like, the fridges used to hold the breast milk were actually had beer in them too, so male employees also had keys to get in to get the beer out. I'm like, why, first of all, is there beer at your job? What's happening here? Well, that's here? a normal thing now, actually. Is it really? Yeah. Uh, the the bad decision juice is allowed on company premises. Yeah, a company that I may or may not currently work for has, has that. I mean, I don't go to the office, obviously, because I work from home, but... That is a perk of working at a lot of companies now is that there's beer. You can just get tanked on the, on the on the job? Yeah. I mean, there's like some social rules as to like maybe you only have like one. But yeah, it is. It is. Wow. You can do that. 
But we can at least agree it shouldn't have been in the breast milk refrigerator, right? No, you're right. Activision Blizzard. Buy one more refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> Buy one more room. Yeah, your to name put that refrigerator is, in. Your name is Blizzard. You should have ample refrigeration. Okay. Right. <laughs> also, get a janitor to clean the fucking tables. Like, what the fuck? That's and did they said that they were clean. His treats? Yeah, no, they were clean, but because it was porous, it's hard to get all those like the stuff that calcified out. So it was like designed. Like board? Yeah, it was like designed to be uncleanable, basically. Paying them extra <laughs> to, to get in there, Marcus. That's, so that's Carl, not that's. So mm. Carl doesn't have his way. Carl pays oh, Carl. them. Carl's in charge of that. No, yeah. <laughs> that's this is all his plan. Damn you, capitalism. <laughs> I, every time you think that they can't get worse with the Activision Blizzard stuff, it does. There's a there's a deeper pit of awfulness they were doing. Like you thought it was bad when they were referring to a dead woman's vagina by a horrible name, and then they just found more below that that was even worse. Somehow. And the worst part is you just mentioned that, and I don't even remember if that was Blizzard or Ubisoft at this point because they both had oh, shit. No, that was that, that was, was Blizzard. Blizzard. Okay. That's the worst want- part is I can't remember which gaming company had the terrible sexual harassment thing happen. <laughs> They also had the uh, the Bill Cosby room. Oh yeah, well. yeah, yeah. No, Marcus, you're in pain over there, man. Like they could have put like any like uh, Carl Winslow, right? Better well, choice. He's a cop, so uh, <clears throat> what if it Bill Cosby's? What if it Bill Cosby's put, next? Put Martin Luther King in there. <laughs> what if it Bill Cosby's next stand-up show? At the end, he's like, any girls in the crowd, if you have a drink, I got something for you. <laughs> Thank you. The craziest part, Seth, is even five years ago, if you said Bill Cosby's next stand-up show, he like, what the fuck are you talking about? Bill Cosby's standing, what the fuck, he can barely stand as it is. Yeah. And now we're like, he's going on the right-wing comedy grift or whatever, I guess. Yeah. He might get a Netflix special, who knows? By the way, I, it's just, I got I to get some of my chest real fast. Okay. So, Josie Smollett. Y'all saw this, right? Yeah. He got he got uh, guilty or whatever. They charged him guilty of conspiracy or some kind of shit. Here's what I think. I don't believe it. I don't buy it for a second. I, here's my theory on what happened. Okay. Him and them two brothers did some shit together that was embarrassing for him to talk about, and they beat the shit out of him, right? At some point, he told his manager it was a hate crime, and they probably also made it like a hate crime as well to cover it up. They beat him up for some, some kind of crazy embarrassing reason that we don't know about yet. We know now he did drugs and masturbated with one of them, so that's that's possibly part of it. His manager called it in, things escalated, and the CPD came in to investigate. And if you believe anything the Chicago police had to say about a black person, you're a stupid motherfucker. Don't trust him for anything. And so I made an example out of him. I do not believe that he did this shit. Not at all. Because I don't trust the Chicago police. Not even for a moment. Okay. You shouldn't trust any police. Yeah. Well, I'm going to say, the guys who have secret black sites to torture black prisoners should 1,000% be tr- distrusted even more. Right? Yeah. All I'm saying is, if if Jesse had said that like he was attacked by mole men, I would have believed the mole men story. All right? Yeah. Absolutely. That's all I'm saying. That man got railroaded. Yeah. Also, I just needed to, to pour one out for our dearly departed Cowboy Bebop live action show. <laughs> after one season, after one monumentally impressive season, it's been canceled by the demons over at Netflix. But wait, there's a petition. 
you can save Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> Struggling to get 5,000 signatures. Yeah. Um... <laughs> After Netflix claimed that it was like, our servers are melting. They're trying to watch Cowboy Bebop so hard. We can't keep up with demand. You know what? I actually, I, I have a huge guess that the first episode of that show probably did get a lot of views. And then I'm going to go ahead and say oh, that yeah. the drop off was massive. <laughs> I watched it twice. I know. I can't watch more. I, I, I thought myself, you know, what? I'm going to watch the whole show, even if it's bad. After the first episode, I was like, I don't, I don't think I can do it. <laughs> and I didn't, I didn't hear anybody say, oh, but it gets better. If I had just heard one person say it gets better, I might watch one or two more. But I didn't, I didn't even hear anybody say that. So I'm like, okay, well, right. enough for me. It does not get better, it turns out. Yeah. Marcus, how did you feel about the live action Cowboy Bebop? Because, <laughs> Marcus, you are black and male. <laughs> no! God damn it. Don't you dare bring up that terrible fucking joke. You just know some guy at Netflix is like, I'm a fucking genius. I'm so fucking smart. Oh, God, it was so bad. The humor on the show was not only were the things that I would actually consider to be kind of funny, not that funny, but there was just so, there was just a bunch of joke, like air quotes jokes that made absolutely no sense. They were said in the cadence of a joke, but they didn't land, and they didn't have any bearing on the whole show at all. I was, and the weird thing was, in the one episode I watched, that happened like five different times. Like if I if I see a show and like one joke doesn't really land, I'm like whatever. But if five different times a joke just comes out of nowhere and doesn't land, I I I, I call some sus on that. I. I feel like it, it has the same problem as, what was that movie? The, the fucking Justice League movie. It had a lot of good ideas, but it was executed very poorly. Interesting. <sighs> like, I already wasn't digging the, the show, and then when I saw John Cho go from a 90-degree angle standing up to sliding across boards <laughs> with literally no momentum in between... I was like, it's just lazy. It's just lazy. Yeah. That's all there is to say. But yeah. It's a lazy show. Just wanted to point out that Netflix usually waits 28 days to decide on canceling or renewing a show, and they did this one in less than 21. So <clears throat> the the results must have been that disastrous. Well, boys, no, since no. we're already on... Go ahead, Marcus. No, it's... Yeah. Um, my mouth is dumb. <laughs> Continue. Gotcha. Well, since we're on such entertainment, let's just go ahead and round things off with what are you doing? What you been up to? Let's start with you this time. I went last time first. So Okay. I'll go. So I've been okay. been playing that Ruin King game still. It's fun. There's a bit of a difficulty spike at the part that I'm in now, so I'm having to do a bit of a grind to catch up. That's fine. And then I've just gotten back into fucking roguelikes. I've been playing Slay the Spire. Marcus, I cleared Ascension 4 on Ironclad. So I'm, I'm, I'm up ah, to 5 now. No. Um, I have tried like 3 times and I keep eating shit on like the third Yeah, boss. 4 four is so rough. Um, and then I've been playing Enter the Gungeon and Enter the Breach as well. By the way, a bunch of um, roguelikes have the blank the blank 
slay the spire, <laughs> enter the gungeon, into the breach. Mm-hmm. So that's an interesting pattern I've noticed. Hey, the D's nuts. Exactly. Um, and then I watched, I've been rewatching the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies. Uh, Spider-Man 1 and 2 are like, I don't know, two of the best movies ever made. <laughs> so that was just, that's just fun to watch. And mm-hmm. uh, then I watched uh, Power of the Dog on Netflix, oh. which was pretty good. So smelling and digging holes. Exactly. It was all about one dog. Yep. All of his senses. I guess I'll go next. Okay. Uh, SMT5. Still cracking along at that. Got down to the last area. I'm getting close to the end. I got very salty on one fight that, uh, that kicked my ass. That uh, came out of nowhere. And so I quit playing for, for, for the night. Uh, and embarked on my next big journey in video games. I bought and now I'm finally going to play every single Kingdom Hearts game. Oh, Oh, that's I, a tall order. I bought the PlayStation Mega Bundle of all the games, and I'm starting from one, maybe 1. 1.5, and I'm going on from there. I'm going to play all of them in sequence, and I'm going to good luck finding fill out the my brain. No, don't worry. It, comes, it tells you what the oh, sequence good, is good. when you on, nice. on the screen. <laughs> I'm going to fill oh, my, my brain with all this Kingdom Hearts lore. For no oh, reason, yes. just because I just I, I guess my death drive is kicking in, so I'm just like exactly. I'm consuming your fight or flight shit. is there. <laughs> and I'm next I'm, week. Next week, you gotta tell us like what's the story so far. Oh God! <laughs> and I watched finally. I, I tried to watch for so long. I, I watched the last duel Ridley Scott film that came out, um, which I watched because of so much discourse over the movie. Right, a lot, a lot of talk, a lot of chatter online about how it was rape Rashomon and whatnot. Which is and hilarious to even say those two words. So, so funny. Um, and it is a movie that I don't know how anyone could watch it and not think this is a feminist fucking movie. Like, this is 1,000% a Me Too believe women. And not in some bullshit way. It's like, hey, guys, men are monsters. And uh, this one got raped. And no one gave a fuck. It was all a personal dispute for these two guys. It's great. It's a fucking fantastic movie. I recommend to anyone to watch once because I, there's only so many times I can watch a rape scene happen and seeing it twice in the same movie from different perspectives. I just, it was, it was tough. Yeah, it I'll put tough. it that way. It was tough. So yeah, but, one watch all you need, but, but yeah, watch it. Cause it's great. a very good movie. I do recommend it to everyone. And then this movie that is made for adults. And I love that. Yes. It cost a hundred million dollars, made thirty. Everyone says it bombed, and I'm like, "What are you expecting? It's a historical yeah. drama. That's not gonna make a whole lot of money in this day and age." Also, you dropped it in like fucking November or some shit. Like, come on. Yeah. Anyways, Marcus, Marcus. Over to you. me. Um. Well, I've been trying to play Final Fantasy fourteen. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> but since goddamn N Walker came out, people are coming up with some. Some fun ways to not fucking log out of the fucking servers. Yeah. So I've, I've tried three separate times all week to to get into the game just so I can get through around reward. And these these queues, the max was like five thousand sixty six some shit. I was like, no hope. So I forgot to ask my buddy what he's doing. He's already he already played the entire story and is now. Setting up raids for every day of the week. So wow. maybe he's one of the people who's just staying in the server. Right. Yeah, apparently people are like have auto clickers so they don't get logged out. Oh, it's, 
Whatever. Amazing. <laughs> I will say, Marcus, I want Excalibur. I tried logging in the other day just to see. The queue was 9,000 people. Oh, God. I closed the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as you should. <laughs> so, instead, I, I went to my, my Oculus 2. Yeah. Uh, go back to the old classics. Fucking Living in the metaverse. Job Simulator. <laughs> I literally played Job Simulator for it. <laughs> damn it! You play you you played what? Wait, what is Job Simulator? Job Simulator <laughs> is like some post-apocalyptic world where these fucking computers rule, and I'm like, oh, oh wow, it's a human. I bet you want to do human things, like go to work. <laughs> and you, and you, you simulate these shitty fucking jobs. Like one of them's like a like a basic like office worker mm-hmm. you copy shit you give fucking presentations <laughs> to wow. these goddamn robots <laughs> it's fucking hilarious that's so. a nightmare i just love how a long time ago somebody's like, I'm, I'm gonna make a video game where you can fucking kill demons on mars and it's gonna be fucking great because every day you just have to push buttons at work and it's fun and now people are like i want to make a game where you push buttons at work all day <laughs> If you if you go back to the very first like video game like that that pong like the nuclear guy the nuclear physicist guy made, what do you think they'd be most embarrassed to see today in terms of what video games became? Is it loot boxes? Is it is it gotcha? What's what's the, or is it something else we're thinking of here? What's the, what's the what's the worst thing we've done in video games? The worst thing is it Quantic Dream? <laughs> it could be it could be Quantic Dream. Um... David Cage in general might be a, a good yeah. a good um yeah well that's a really good question you know what I, I got know. something boys how about this we answer that question next week we think <laughs> hey. we think about it for a week and we all come in with our answer what would our the guy who continuity cr- yes what would the guy who created Pong hate most about modern video games all right fair enough there we go Let's well. And this has been the Lineals Podcast. I am a Smith. You can find me on Twitter at MCSurf. I'm Seth. You can find me um, at indistinct-chatter.io. And I'm Marcus. You can find me at Instagram at MrBeaches. I occasionally do off for the podcast. Our theme songs are my Ben Powell, who is back to streaming on Twitch at the Ben Powell and has his own podcast called Southern Smackdown, where they talk about wrestling and they're from the South. If that sounds interesting, go check it out. What's all what's all Ben streaming these days? Uh, last I checked, he was streaming through. Oh my god, I feel like an asshole right now. He he was doing Dead Rising before his break, and he started a new game mm. recently. I could not remember. I know the answer. I know the answer because I watched what the stream. Was it? What was it? <laughs> uh, the Grand Theft yeah, Auto. Yeah, he was. Defined he edition. was doing the Grand Theft Auto, the the terrible remasters. <laughs> uh, okay. So yeah, uh, he's having fun. Well. As I always say, you can lead a horse to water, but you cannot make him get under it. Fuck. Uh, the Time Magazine. Capitalism is the cause of all your problems. Man, Marcus got in. Um, we have stopped trying to solve our problems. We're trying to outlive them. And from New Orleans to New York, that's the Lino's podcast, baby. We're out. Out. Peace.